0: THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the Original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is the VP of Marketing over at Tour Edge. His name is John Claffey. THPers know We've seen him plenty of times. John, what's going on?
1: Hey, Dan. It's so good to be with you again,
0: my friend. Yeah, absolutely. You playing any golf right now?
1: You know, uh, we just had our company outing. Um, so that's always fun. We go out and uh, everybody that wants to play can play in the company. And, uh, we did not win. We had, uh, what you would call the, um, the most fun of any team, because that was just kind of, we did a a special way of drawing it this year to where, uh, it was all randomized, but, uh, we got put, you know, we got, we had the fun group. I'll just put it that way. But we, uh, We we definitely had a good time, but yeah, I just played a little bit. Um, coming coming off of a surgery from last year, so it's uh it's good to be back there, and and uh, so I think I went uh, a whole ten months without playing, so it's it's good to be swinging again.
0: Okay, and then before we even get started, what's in the bag for you? Are you an E guy, are you a C guy, or are you a pro guy?
1: Um, you know, I I kind of go through the gamut. I play a little bit of C, I play a little bit of E. I don't have any of the pro stuff in the bag, so I'm not. Um, I benefit a little bit from um, more loft because I've got a strong grip. I go really low and left. Um, so I uh, I would say my the irons that I play are... I like the C. I like a little bit of the thinner top line. But um, I do benefit from that high MOI on the E-metals.
0: You know, one of the things I noticed just looking through the the product lineup is you made it really clear this time around from if if you know anything about naming conventions and expectations i love the e-series especially on the driver like it straight up says moi it's telling you forgiveness in a nutshell and then you you move into the c-series and you know there's always a little bit of confusion but it's like very clearly like flight tuning type of thing you know so it it seems super obvious do you find that that helped a little bit tell your story and, and especially where things slot
1: yeah, I think that was important to really just stamp that product. Just this is what it is. Um, you know, where it, it always kind of said that when you set it down and looked at the setup. But, you know, that just have no doubt that if you want the highest one of the highest MOI drivers you can get is that e-driver. And so it says maximum MOI. It, we really mean it. It's not just a marketing uh, message that's put on the club head. It's 5600 grams per cubic centimeter squared. Um you know, it and it can goes up from there with with some of that internal weighting that you can do. Um, so it's really reaching about the maximum that you can get with moment of inertia in a club head and a driver. Um, which you know, some people may say, "Hey, that's even too much moment of inertia for me. That's too much straightness. It's too much forgiveness." Uh, I benefit from it. You know, fifty six hundred is a, is a big number when it comes to MOI. Um, and when you hit that e driver, you know that it's going to be really really tight dispersion so it's to me it's confidence inspiring and especially when you see it on the club head like that max moi we mean it for sure
0: yeah it was cool to see it on there what i'm interested also in is you have a lot of activity on tour especially the senior tour it seems like you guys are really flocking towards your product um, is the activity there more on the seaside more more in that uh, player type or are you getting a nice mix
1: yeah, it's definitely a mix. So it's not it's not like hey, the C driver is the tour driver, the E driver is the AM driver. That's we definitely get ease in play, especially on Champions Tour when they you get a little bit of a, you know, more medium swing speeds um, off on driver that um, but I would say the the breakdown is about it's 80/20 C uh, some but sometimes it can be closer to 70/30. Um, so there's definitely guys that benefit from playing E out there. Um, I think where that breaks down is the irons. Um, you, you only, we're only seeing pro seven, two, three and C irons in play. We're not seeing any E irons in play out on the tour, but with metals, you get, you get, uh, mostly C, um, and there's a, a nice split with drivers where people are actually choosing C or E on drivers. When you get to fairways or hybrids, I would say that that goes back to C a little bit more even, but, uh, you know, that's what it's designed to do. C is designed to be for that, uh, you know that faster swing speed for that better player, and so everything's kind of falling where it should. Where we're getting more E drivers in play, we're getting more C irons in play, and then the the fairways and hybrids definitely
0: skew a little bit more towards C. So the the pro model was a, a a pretty obvious choice from my perspective to get in there, and it, it seems like it seems like uh, it's been well received. I certainly enjoyed my time with the C, but for me, that was like let's just power the ball forward and you know i love playing it in like a three iron that sort of slot where you know it's just going to be way down there especially when you get it's firm out there uh but but i like the idea that there's another option in that lineup now that has a lot of control um and and i want to ask on that i know you collab with the the tour guys a fair bit i'm sure you're hearing their feedback uh there's some good information we'll bring on later in the show talking about the new wedges and that that engagement there but How much of that decision, especially from those sides, come from what the guys on tour are telling you they're looking for? And then how much does it come from the amateur side where, you know, a guy like me who doesn't doesn't maybe have that tour level skill uh, is looking for something slightly different?
1: I think that's where, you know, the fact that we planted our flag and champions really helps us out because the crossover is not as, as great. Um with you know than the PGA tour as far as the differences between you know the tour players and the amps uh i would say that that pro 723 forged iron probably wouldn't exist without the champions tour players we they just we were taking notes we were telling them we're we're looking for a new iron that would you know be a little bit more player preference style and they sold us they they really want that thin top line they really want the more compact head but they want it to be as forgiving as possible. They don't mind if the heel to toe is a little longer. And so we took a lot of notes. And um, the reason why that Pro 723 has been so popular, I think we've had uh, eight different guys put that into play this year. Uh, none of them have are on contract to play any, any irons of ours. Um, so I think only I think three of our staff players have gone to the Pro 723 just by choice. But then you get five guys who are non-staffers, have no affiliation, tour edge whatsoever they just tried it on the range and put them into play and it was because of the feedback that we utilized from those players put it into the r d process came out with the iron and next thing you know it was kind of the surprise hit on on tour but I, i think that all stems from the fact that we are you know getting feedback from these guys along the way putting it into the r d process and then coming out with the product that they asked for uh, when they finally get it in their hands, it's going to be pretty easy to get into play because we we listened, we took notes, and we we put it into action.
0: Do, do you find that mature voice to be more valuable? And I, and I don't want to discredit young golfers, but it, having played golf for X number of decades, I feel like there's a pretty clear depiction of what they're looking for and what has worked in the past. So you have that sort of mature voice in your ear explaining to you, Just exactly what it is do you you find that easier to translate into a design or does it make that much of a difference
1: no it's been huge um you know especially with bernhard um just kind of you know with his particular player preferences i mean he is uh it's as hard to change something in his bag as any player we've ever worked with and it's and the onus is on us the way that we've set up our our contracts is not to say that you must play this club you know we we it's up to us to make sure that the performance is beating anything out there so we have to go out there and listen and and really work as hard as we can to get those clubs into play. It's it's kind of an old school approach out on the tour, to where, yes, we have some of these guys on staff, uh, but we use them for you know our marketing and our you know and kind of streamlining you know getting some logos on 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 TV and getting our bags out there and just getting some some branding going. But when it comes to how we break into somebody's bag, it's not like. Uh, oh well, you're on a 14 club deal. You have to follow. You know, you have to play this, or you're screwed. Um, you know, you have to. We they actually have the choice and the freedom to move around and play whatever they want. So we sometimes we have to cater to a certain player's um, um, setups and and make clubs a certain way to try to match them. And uh, it it's really put us on our on our toes and made us uh, kind of have a well rounded uh, offering when we come out with something
0: so i'm chomping at the bit here because i know they've been out for a while what what is next for the c and e series what it, are we going to see something soon is it are you working hard on the next version of
1: of of exotics yeah um
0: yeah,
1: yeah we have it we have some a totally new um kind of concept being brewed um you know we're we're kind of extending life cycles right now i think um, that's where golf is headed, where everybody was just doing this 12 months, 12 months, 12 months. And so we're starting to push back a little bit on that and say, hey, we we really want to get it right when we launch and have something that um, is innovative, that that moves the needle when it comes to performance and not just kind of do these yearly updates that that allow, and that time schedule. That's pretty much all that allows R&D to do is take something that's existing and prove on it a little bit. If you give it a little bit more time um, – to you know make the best cake you can you can obviously get well advanced uh performance benefits that are going on so we're taking our time a little bit on the next exotics we're gonna um we're gonna have seven two three out in the field a little bit more and uh then we're gonna come out with something that can really just blow your socks off
0: so when you say got some new concepts are we talking new materials like i'm not i'm not trying to i'm not trying to get you know under the hood i'm not trying to get you in trouble john but like, uh, completely,
1: completely new look and technology okay. on uh, on the sole, um, new waiting, new waiting concepts that haven't been seen before. Um, just yeah, outside of the box thinking for sure.
0: Is there one technology that has sort of withstood the the test of time and will continue on? Like we see VibraCore a lot. We love um,
1: we love Ridgeback. Okay. We really love Ridgeback, Um, you know, it's gotten it's gotten thinner, it's gotten uh, less pronounced, but uh, it does the job when you look at all the data that we get, which is, you know, a million data points with all the testing that we do, everything that we do on the robot, everything that we do with players, um, that heel to toe miss is really, really benefit benefiting from from Ridgeback technology. Uh, With irons, VibraCore is something that we plan to keep going as well, because it again, it's just something that is absolutely working. Um, You know, it's like when you find when you find something that works, you're not going to you're not going to change it because it's it's hard enough to find something that really, really works in technology and golf. And so when you have something that is your own kind of thing that you are known for in the marketplace and it's doing its job, uh, you're going to hang your hat
0: on that. So Ridgeback, for the people who aren't familiar with it, I'm assuming that's the, what's it called? A spine that runs at the top of the driver that's made out of titanium. thats Is that designed for stability? What's the biggest component of that?
1: Yeah, it's like a chassis. And we have, so we, it's kind of grown over the years as we introduce new versions of it. Um, you know, it's the same thing with our diamond Face. We kind of, we alter that a little bit. It's the same technology, uh, but it's something that absolutely just works. Uh, But Ridgeback, it started out as just a titanium uh, ridge that went down the middle of the club head, which, um, you know, some people found off-putting at first when the the looks of it. But now the majority of golfers we get is the feedback is that they've fallen in love with the the kind of the alignment properties that come along with it as well. Um, But uh, it used to just be down the center. Now it is 360 degree activation where it comes down the center and it goes around the sides in a full uh, perimeter weighting coverage. And it's just helped with mishits so much as far as ball speed that you're getting when you don't hit the center of the face, um, that it's really made in conjunction with diamond face. It's really made a big difference. And it's one of the reasons why we, we feel we have some of the most forgiving drivers
0: that are out there. Well, let's talk about a new product that we're seeing. This is the tour edge, uh, the wingman wedge. Yeah. Uh, I'm super curious to know how this thing got started because it sounds like, It's a pretty significant collaboration between uh, the guys over there in design as well as Bernard Longer. And, you know, how long does that start from from the the point of, hey, we've got an idea and we want you to be a big part of it, to this is the final product, what do you think? How long does that take typically?
1: Well, basically, Bernard would not leave us alone on this one. (laughs) uh, It's hard to find what he was looking for in a forged wedge um you know this this thing is packed with technology it's got the vibra core pockets here it's got the adjustable weighting it's got the high toe pad which is where the wingman name comes from because it's got this little wing down here so we already had the wingman putter uh series going so we knew we wanted to expand wingman into more short game uh clubs but when Bernhard just came to us and said hey i need uh, i need offset in my wedges everybody needs offset in their wedges He's been playing offset wedges for 40 years of his career, and they're not that easy to come by um, with the amount of offset that he's looking for. Um, so you're talking three millimeters of offset in this club because um, Bernhard, through everything he's ever seen, he says, we're doing wedges wrong. This is going to help with, with control and uh, distance control. It's going to help with every problem that somebody's having with wedges is going to be fixed with, with offset. So he kind of p- had to prove to us that that was the case. We started making um, some prototypes. He put it right into uh, into play and was just getting so much more ease of use from his wedge play uh, with these uh, put the prototype into play. We kept working on them to get them absolutely right for launch. And now he's got a couple of these in the bag, um, seven straight top 10 finishes. Uh, so far, but he's had them in play for, I think, three events. And uh, he was right. Um, When you add a little bit of offset to these sports wedges, it just kind of makes everything easier because it gets you in the proper setup that you need to be. It gives you on a downward strike instead of coming up on the ball, which is where most people are are screwing up their their wedge play. So he's – we just put a video up on YouTube where he himself is describing why he asked for this and why he plays wedges like this. Uh, so if you go to our YouTube channel, you can hear directly from the the mouth of uh, Bernhard on on why this came about. But, um, yeah, that's really the concept is, is to pack this thing with as much technology as possible um, to to add that Bernhard Langer off, classic offset in there and uh, really just makes this uh, one of the easier wedges to, you know, to control and um, to uh, to have the proper setup to where your hands are behind the ball where you're having that downward strike and it really allows the bounce to do what it was uh, designed to do when all of those factors come into play.
0: Yeah. So tell me about weight placement. It's clear that, uh, there's, there's material where there ought to be and There's material, material where it benefits not to be. So uh, I know there's some adjustable weighting that exists, but just overall principle on the product, where's the weight and why does it matter where it is?
1: Yep. Um, so that's why this high toe pad exists. Obviously, this is, uh, you know, you're getting weight out of the center. It's putting more weight low. It's just like any concept, really. But um, you, you want that high toe to kind of have a little bit more reinforcement. Um, and you have these vibracore pockets that that really take some weight out and actually give more feel to this forged wedge. The adjustable weight itself is really all about swing weight. Um, you know, you can so you can actually get custom fit and have the the absolute right swing weight that you want pretty easily by putting in the weight. But um, yeah, this is one of those kind of larger, larger faces. It's one of the, what, you know, you would kind of see this new trend that's come about with forged wedges where it's um, a, you know, game improvement design, but in a player's format. And so all the weight is designed to just make it as easy as possible to get the ball airborne and to have the right spin properties. But um, you know, it's, it's really made to be easy and that's, that's where people were really struggling. That's where the offset comes into play because it's actually getting you to hit on a downward strike instead of coming up on the ball, which is where a lot of people make um have inefficient uh short game.
0: So I think it's fair to say that in golf right now, cavity back wedges are uh a trend now rather than a concept. And it, it seems to make a lot of sense to me considering the types of irons folks are putting to play. And, and the necessary benefits that come from getting that discretionary weight correct. Um, was that a big deal at the very forefront of this, was to try and find the best ways to allow that club to perform beyond just the offset, uh, a little bit of additional support across the face?
1: Well, what we did is we finally got into the world of, of bounces um, to where and grinds to where we're, you know, we have 16 different skews for this, for the wingman wedge. Um, there's three different grinds. There is a, um, you know, an SD, which is for uh, soft ground and somebody who digs, there's an MN, which is more of a mid ground and a neutral setup. And then you've got your sweeping action on, um, um, firm ground. So it's, the, the most uh, skews that we've ever had in, in a wedge line by far. Uh, we've always just kind of found, oh, this is going to be the best bounce. This is going to be your best grind. And we put it out to the masses. With the offset uh, here and with Bernhard being behind it, we knew we needed – and with the tour, you know, we've already got – I think we just gained our second player and uh, without really even trying, uh, we got our second player in the Champions that have put uh, a few of these into play. And um, it's all about having those – Uh, those grind options available to these guys. Um, Whereas before it was kind of like, Hey, we figured out what's best for you, but now we have different bounces within each uh, that are available that you can get within each grind. So to have 16 skews is a big step up for us to kind of, this is, you know, say this is our most advanced wedge ever. Um, This is something that tour players are putting into play. This is something that we're able to really fine tune into your swing. And uh, we're pretty proud of that.
0: So not only have you made things easier on the driver, you've also made it easier on the wedge, like soft digger, mid neutral. Everyone knows exactly what that means. Usually I'm used to looking at grinds and wedges and it's like, all right, you want a star grind with Q bounce. And <laughs> we, when
1: we met, when we first met on this, we, we really, we looked at it, what everybody does. And you know, we're in the golf industry and half the people in the room were confused. We were just looking around going do you know which one's for you and we truly didn't and so we said let's just simplify this we're gonna do we're gonna do three different grinds we're gonna make it quite obvious who is for what you know and uh which grind is for what player let's just let's just call it what it is just like you said on the driver let's just put on there what this driver does so you don't have any questions Um, So it's all about simplifying the process and we feel like we did nail it pretty,
0: pretty nicely. So I've been, I've made a habit out of almost fitting myself based on presentation. Like at this point, I'm pretty familiar with what visually I want a wedge to look like, especially like in that, you know, just after iron setup, I want one that, that has a fairly similar soul to an iron. And then the next one, I want to be a little bit more interactive. And by the time I get to my greenside wedge, I want that thing to just open up like I'm peeling a banana, you know, that's, it, it's funny how we all have different ways of doing it, but I, I really appreciate that tour edge took the time to try and make this easier for golfers because yeah. it really shouldn't be that hard to figure out what works, especially uh, what do you carry 52,
1: 56, 60?
0: So I go 50, 54 and 58. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just, it's an interesting thing. And and I like that there's three, I, I know, I've, I've had many folks from in the industry on the show talking about the number of SKUs you end up with and they get stuck with or whatever you want to call it but it, it's almost like uh you pick a certain number and then you add the the bounce options but then the more you add it adds options but it also adds confusion is that pretty fair to say is that is very, that a conversation in the room
1: very fair I, and you know to to say that how you know what percentage of the, of the end consumer actually understands the way that wedges are listed with, with bounce and grinds. And, uh, you know, I think if you're saying 10%, you're still a little high.
0: I I think a lot of guys I know just say, Hey, when's it go on sale and are the all three, the same color that I'm looking for the same finish.
1: right? (laughs) Even the tour players don't get some of the tour players are really techie like that. Some of them, you know, some of them can't even tell you what club they're playing. They, they, (laughs) but, uh, you know, like Bernhard Langer, he definitely knows. He every little inch. If, if you know, he he's a, such a machine that when he's out on the range, if he has seen a foot difference in ball flight, you know, he he knows within two swings, and he'll just, you know, you know it's not going to work. You got to go back to the drawing board. You got to fix that that one foot of uh, of you know going left or whatever it is. And you've got to come back to him and say, We fixed that, or else he's gonna know within two swings and it's not it's not going in the back.
0: Do you know if he's a stock 5G guy or does he have them mixed up a little bit?
1: Oh, he's he's mixed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like there's uh 2.5 gram options, 2.5, 5, 5 7.5, 10, 12.5. Um that that's pretty cool that the options there, and it, it kind of works into that next conversation point around good, solid fitting for a product and the familiarity of what comes with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, you know, his, his bag is such a hodgepodge. Um, and he's been playing the same clubs for so long that it's to really break in is, uh, into anything, but we just, we finally got all the irons in play. Uh, but it's, you know, he's got three different irons of ours in play to, to make up that, um, uh, that four through pitch. And uh, and now he's got the wedges in play. So we've got uh, and we still you know, we're still working on those, you know, getting all of his medals in play. It's just uh, it's one of those things where um, we've got to do the work and we've got to we've got to get him absolutely perfect and uh, uh, not saying that he's picky, but he he's just a machine. He is he's a robot and he knows exactly what he needs. And it, uh he's had our driver in play, uh, you know, a few different times. He's had our. He has a hybrid in play right now. Um, Don't have a three wood in play with him right now because he's he's got the freedom to do whatever he wants. Um, It's up. Like I said, it's up to us to get all of our clubs in play, which I think really is a testament that we've been able to get 165 different players to play some kind of tour edge in the last five seasons. Um, It's not just about our staff players and we control what's in their bag. Like I said, it's an old school approach to the tour. We get into, you know, obviously we've only had a total of 10 guys on staff over the last five years. So we've got 150 different guys that have nothing to do with tour eds that are putting us into play. Uh, 50 of those guys have now put our drivers into play on that tour. So to get to get 50 guys choosing to play our driver is why we got into the Champions Tour in the first place. It was more of an even playing field where the contracts weren't totally tight and there was actually you know somebody was just you got to stay away from that guy he's on a 14 club deal we're able to approach these guys we're able to prove to them with TrackMan that the performance benefits are there they pull the trigger on our clubs and yeah to have 160 total players to have 50 guys playing driver in the last just the last couple of years alone um, driver's been the fastest growing um, category for us out there big time And uh, to compete with the bigger guys with performances, we just wanted to prove that we can go out there on an even level level playing field and compete with anybody when it comes to what we can bring to your game. And uh, I think that's exactly what we've done on the PGA Tour Champions.
0: One of the things I'm super curious, and this is more of a personal question, is I've been somewhat enamored by utility irons over the past year or two. Yeah. And um, I I assume it's not as uh active on the champions tour but more so on the pga tour but i want to circle that more towards you how is the well, productivity around it
1: you'd be surprised um i love utility irons especially up the tee. um i think they make a lot of sense um so do a lot of players i mean we have some players that play up to four of them uh tim petrovic has had four of them in play at one at one time he can he's been hitting the same utility iron now for three seasons And, I, you know, he just gets up there with a nice, easy swing and hits it 275 off the tee straight, just loves it. He says it's his favorite club in his bag. Um, Several times we ranked as the number one uh, utility iron in play. Um, The problem, I think, with the utility iron is for whatever reason, it does not translate to the marketplace. The tour players love them. Um, And you have we have one of the best utility irons on the market. We could fill it up. We could fill up PJ Tour Superstore with, you know, 50 of them with a big sign that says best utility iron in the world. Uh, All these players playing them and those things aren't moving. I don't know what I don't know what it is about the, uh, you know, the consumer mindset when it comes to utility irons, but they just don't move. Um, It's a really strange phenomenon because I absolutely love them. And I know a lot of players that that just swear by them.
0: Yeah, I'm addicted to them and it's and it's funny because I've had this thing fairway free in twenty twenty three and it's gone pretty well so far. But uh it seems like the conversation ends up being more on the on the uh the fairway wood or even the larger you uh hybrid side of things. I feel like not a lot of love gets pushed, not a lot of love gets pushed onto these utilities, which to me have been, you know, game changer, especially when it's firm out there. Uh but i do want to ask since it's uh i think the the latest on the site is c722 is there a chance to see something new coming up here
1: yeah yeah, yeah that's it's up for uh it's up for um, kind of next on on the docket for sure nice. um, but that yeah that c722 utility iron is is uh is a killer um and one of the best that i've hit out there but I, i'm with you man. i love the utility iron i love the the concept of it so you're not playing a single fairway metal right now
0: no not at all
1: and, and so what do you go from uh are you playing two utilities and then you go straight to a hybrid
0: yeah so well actually i have uh two utility irons and then a four iron and a four iron. okay yeah. so and no they, hybrid uh, no hybrid man i don't know what it is You've never my- been a
1: hybrid guy though right
0: uh, so there was a time when I found a hybrid that worked pretty well, but I've always found the the functionality of a utility iron because of the precision that comes with it. I feel like there's less flaw, in it, and certainly when I swing it, less flaw. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I've I always kind of
1: understand that mindset a lot. Uh, it's very similar to my game. I I think one of the reasons why we've been able to still grow the hybrid category out, out on the tour is the fact that we had two very distinct different hybrids, with the C being that deep face, really compact, you know, like the old Adams type thing, again, where Bernhard was the inspiration there, um, to, you know, a little bit more larger footprint with the E, um, and, you know, a little bit more traditional hybrid that you see as, you know, everywhere is the kind of the standard hybrid design now. There, there's are night and day on what they accomplish, And most of the tour pros are going with that compact deep face C hybrid rather than the kind of the traditional hybrid design that, that people know hybrid designs as. And I think it's because you can put more of an iron swing on that more compact head with that deeper face and not have to change your swing up. I think people that struggle with hybrids are struggling with hybrids because they're not putting the proper swing on it. Um, they're, they're putting an iron swing on where they should be doing a more sweeping uh, metalwood swing, or they're, you know, they're doing vice versa. But uh, I think where we have succeeded there is, the iron swinging hybrid guys are taking that compact one, putting an iron swing on it, getting the results they need. It's landing softly. It's not they're not overcooking it sometimes where they put just a little bit more oomph on it. They're not flying over the green um, or it's not landing soft enough on the green. And I think that's where hybrids obviously get into trouble that and they just hate it when it goes left, uh, which is um, always been a problem. But we've been able to solve that with uh, some of our designs that we have put out there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I love the, the diversity between the two types of heads and you, you don't see a lot of that almost pencil-esque, almost 8802 finish in the shape. There's uh, I, I actually played with a guy the other day who had one of the real old, I can't remember which product it was, but I looked down and it's like, that thing doesn't even look like a, a hybrid anymore. But You know, back right. in the day, that thing was massive. <laughs> it's so yeah, right. funny how that's developed into more of this like wooded shaped concept. Well, um, I
1: think it goes, Dan, I think it goes to show that there is still this thing of follow the leader in the marketplace where, you know, if you look back when I first started 20 years ago, um, I was at Sonar tech, we had that MD hybrid with that deep yeah. face and it, you know, Todd Hamilton did really, really well with it, chipping and, uh, you know, uh, putting with it around the green in the British open Won the British, it was his go-to club off the tee and it was that deep face. And, um, super popular all the players wanted to try it at that point because it was just a little bit of a different design and then once you went to like this new you know like what what you're doing now with the super hybrid and all that um once you go that route it's like you're just making little mini fairway woods um so i, I never understood why they we didn't go back to that deep face concept and hybrids it's kind of i think why we did and are having so much success with it is because you saw everybody kind of form you know get formulated on a a certain hybrid design and say, This is the way a hybrid has got to be made. When in fact, you have a lot of different uh, avenues to go down in that club and that club design. And I think a lot of it went the wrong way for the majority of golfers, which is why you hear a lot of hybrid hate out there.
0: Yeah, uh, that's probably fair. And, and and I can appreciate people putting in the bag what works best for them and not having to work for it, especially when you're at that distance, man. It's like, you know, what can I miss least with? <laughs> it's basically why utilities right. are in the bag for me. Um, right. and, I, and I could talk about this for days, but there's one, one thing we haven't talked about yet, which I think uh, some people on THP expressed some excitement over after James put up, uh, or James or Hawk. I, I'm terrible at that. Um uh, the, yeah. the intro up on the, the homepage was the new template series putters. Yeah. Um, can just, you just
1: launched was, uh, this week? And, uh, really excited about them. Um, Did you kind of pick up, Dan, on on where the naming uh, convention came from on those?
0: Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I'm I'm more than happy to let you divulge a little bit for the readers, but the the concept of template was a a fun way of going about it.
1: So this is our second iteration, and we followed the the naming uh, uh, the first time around, but I don't think everybody picked up on what was going on there. Um, I've got some templates here. This is um, the new template putter. This is the Alps version. I'm not sure how well it's showing up there on screen, but um, really just uh, we got we got eight total models. Four of them are brand new designs. Um, the other ones are modified. Um, we added black PVD as well as to the, the silver this year. So this is called the Narrows. Um, all of these putters are named after template golf holes that were first designed by C.B. McDonald, who is a Chicago native. Uh, Cb McDonald went over and studied over at St. Andrews and, and over the pond, um, you know, in the late 1800s. And he basically noticed all these different golf courses were using, utilizing certain template holes that he, you know, when he was going to come over and start designing uh, golf courses over here, he's, he said, well, I need one of these. I need one of these. I need one of these. And he started naming them. Um, so, you know, the Alps, the Narrows the Punch Bowl, um, those are some of the names of these putters on the template series. They're all after architectural designed templates that C.B. McDonald put into play. Uh, C.B. McDonald designed Chicago Golf Club, which is only a few miles uh, east of here. And uh, they have, I think they have something like six different template holes on that, uh, on that course. And so we're, we're just fascinated with golf uh, course architecture here. David Glad and team uh, we talk about some of these old designers uh, all the time. We we really seek out going in playing some of these old courses that have template holes and um, that kind of that kind of thing. So that's where the name came from. Uh, you can get on uh, you can get on the Internet and look at some of these. You know, I think you guys broke down each one and where there are some notable template holes at famous courses from back in the day and uh, and how we kind of utilize this naming. So it's a really cool naming system. Uh, it's funny how some of the the designs actually match some of the names. Like the Punch Bowl uh, actually looks like a little punch bowl. Um, the you know the Narrows, the Alps, they all kind of uh, match the the design name. So it's been a pretty cool way of uh, of getting that out there. But you know these are price point putters. Uh, only one hundred twenty nine dollars uh, for these putters, but they uh, they've got a lot of technology behind them, and the looks and feel have been upgraded by. Uh, leaps and bounds on this particular version on the 2023 template series that we've just launched. I think the black PVD is really something that's going to check out really nicely. Um, we only had silver on the first go around. So to to get this black going is is just a cool look, I think. Uh, but a, a, a lot of nice tech for the price in these. And uh, yeah, a cool story behind it as well.
0: So I love that there are eight heads to begin with. There's a ton of options and narrow obviously comes in, in two different uh, types of necks, which adds the additional there, but like you do have very distinctive types of heads in the lineup. So it's not like people have to make a concession to go to this type of putter. You've got your traditional wide body. You've got that uh, dual prong that we've seen out there. You get the wide body, uh, mallet, The 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 wide-body mid
1: mallets, yeah, those guys. You got the the punch
0: bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all there that you so you people who have their preferred head shape can find one of these temple putters in a very similar shape, uh, at least to your version of. But but what what I thought was interesting is that the face milling on it looked fascinating. It's a CNC micro groove face technology, which is what I'm reading from your website. So so what's going on there?
1: Well, we just we, we think it's a better option than than inserts. Uh, we think it's just a solid feel. Um, you know the, the the CNC process has become easier um, so we're able to to get that nice tech to get this solid feel and, and add stability and um, and it works. Uh, it does the job on on creating that proper role on, at impact. So uh, we feel like we've got you know a player here and and, uh, and it's priced right. Uh, we feel like there's a putter for everybody um you know and you know buying putters is a uh, kind of a, an addiction out there it's uh <laughs> you know i pretty much everybody i know just uh has a collection going on and uh why not take a chance on these and see if it can uh, can help you out we've had yeah. some of the old templates in play on champions tour from we never even presented it to those guys and um you know they they asked for it and we've had a, a few in play out there so you know it, it's one thing about uh, putters is if something fits you, it fits you. It doesn't really matter what it costs.
0: Yeah. So I, I thought it was interesting as I got through Hawk's article was, you know, I was very impressed by it. And then I got to the, the price and it really surprised me. And I and I say that in a positive way because you can only put so much into a product before you have to raise the price on it. And it seems like between the the presentation, the PVD, the, the face milling, Um, and what I think actually looks like a really solid alignment tool, uh, from the lines and the, the additional lines that are scored, uh, on each side of it, there's an awful lot going on for, for your $129. It seems like to me.
1: There is. Yeah. And that's, that's how we win all of our battles, Dan. Um, in fact, I was at a meeting, uh, today and what was the quote that came out? And I forget who it was attributed to, but it was, there are no bad products, just bad pricing. (laughs) <laughs> so, well it, we kind of uh, live by that mantra here but you know obviously our tagline is pound for pound nothing comes close yeah um, we like to pack things with innovation and technology and keep the prices logical um we would you know if if vulcans played golf clubs they'd be playing too rich everything <laughs> everything is uh, very logical in what we do and that's how we win our battles that's how we've grown every year Um, for the last 37 years where we just, we're always profitable. We're always, um, we're always just up there with the, you know, competing with the the big behemoths of the industry and winning our battles with, uh, putting as much as we can into a golf club. And then it's just not, not gouging the, uh, the end consumer with price.
0: Yeah. It's just nice to have a fresh product out there that doesn't, the immediate conversation doesn't fall on. Okay. How much does it cost and or why? It seems like uh, that that's a conversation that happens a little too much right now. So it's refreshing to say, look at all these cool models and it's got a great concept templates, a fun name to go with. You get to pick your your favorite shape. Uh, oh, and hey, by the way, it's actually really reasonable. So when your friend goes and can't afford anything, you go, well, actually, you can. It's right here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Cool. Um, one of the things we haven't talked about uh, as we wrap up is hot launch. Are, are, are we seeing anything new or fresh on that side of things?
1: Yep. Yep. 524 is, is going to be our next launch. I can say that much, um, completely again, just new look, um, coming out. You will be seeing that, uh, in the spring. So that's, uh, that's, that's going to be our next launch is hot launch 524. And, uh, really, um, really proud of what R and D has done with, with these designs to, um, just kind of, change it up and, and go with the new look and feel. I What I can tell you about it, Dan, is there's more exotics technology that has been brought to the table than ever before for a Hot Launch product. That's a and huge that is, deal. And that is a big deal for us. We just keep figuring out ways. We test it out with exotics, new innovations. We find out that it works. And then we're, we're figuring out ways to bring it to Hot Launch. And we're trying to be more cohesive like that with our technologies from uh, from line to line
0: i love that so it's almost like uh exotics is becoming the concept brand and you're just finding ways to make it more affordable to even produce so we can keep it at that haunch lo- hot launch level pricing yeah 100 you nailed it yep Dude, i love that that's so kind of you guys to keep thinking about <laughs> flavors,
1: <man. laughs> it really is i mean that's again that's how we that's how we do it here um you know that's how we keep uh That's how we keep moving along and 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 really ratcheting up as we as we've been doing, you know, every every year for the last uh nine years, we've set a new sales record. So it's uh we got something going for us here.
0: Good. But any final thoughts for the uh the crazy THPers out there or the listeners from you, John?
1: Oh, you know, just we love THP. We 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 actually view you guys as family, um, the community that um, you know, the Babbitts have created and uh, that you all have, you know, you've been there forever now, um, you know, just everybody, J-Man. And um, we just view it as part of the Tour Edge family at this point. Uh, we're not going anywhere. We're going to keep doing all this fun stuff with you guys. We're going to keep doing Team Tour Edge. We're going to keep doing the fantasy basketball, the fantasy golf. We're just uh, we're all in with THP because it is the best, you know, forum in golf out there for a reason and it's because the the forumers make it that way with their uh their level of excitement, their feedback, the how active they are. It is it is a real place to be if you're a golfer and uh and we just love it.
0: That's awesome. We are about to surpass I think 9 million posts on the forum. We're pushing for that this month. So all you crazies out there who are listening to this, try and try and uh, get over there onto thp and share your thoughts on as much as you can and take a look at some of this new tour edge equipment i thought template series looks awesome maybe uh you're one of those crazy 500 to a thousand kind of guy but if you know someone who's looking for a very fair price putter who likes options this is a this is an absolute home run from my perspective. And and John, I'm excited about some of these new products coming, man. You've you got me all geared up.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me on to talk about them. Uh, I know the team just got done with their wingman putter uh, tests. I think I can break the news um, here that the, next, the last team uh, reviews of the year are going to be these wingman wedges. So uh, everybody's going to get a nice uh, taste from the four testers we have on how they were working for them. And uh, so keep a close eye out for that. I'm sure Josh will be hitting me up here any second now with specs for those guys now that I've broke the news. But uh, it looked like everything that's gone on with the team this year has been fantastic from the 723 cool. driver to the fairways and hybrids to the wingman putters. And uh, can't wait to get the wedges in these guys' hands.
0: Great. Well, hey. Thanks for joining. And all you guys out there, go check out some Tourage stuff. They're making great products. I particularly am fond of the Seven or C-Series. Uh, it's been a lot of fun hitting those. I got a three-iron sitting in my garage. I need to go refresh and, and get back in the bag. So uh, either way, take a, take a look at some new products. And if you're playing golf this weekend, have a great time. Make it count and be fun. All right? We'll see you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.